When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, Holly is a newlywed. Uh, though she has known her spouse for a long time, he surprised her with something. Uh, we need your help. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And Holly, lay it on us. What happened? Oh, yeah. You think you know somebody. Oh, yeah. And then they reveal something about themselves that's like, excuse me, what? So, yeah. like when my husband told me he'd never read To Kill a Mockingbird. Wait, he still. I know. See, still like still has never hasn't. He, he never has, and huh. that still stands. I know, Holly. So what I'm trying to say here is, huh. I get it. <laughs> so last night, talking with my spouse, I don't know how we got on this topic, but I asked him. I was like, spouse, have you ever seen a Pixar movie? And he replied, No. No, not a single what? darn Pixar movie. He has never I don't even seen know he, you one. You can accidentally see one when you're flipping channels or something. Well, yeah, not you, nothing. They've become basic cable classics right. to a certain degree. Now we don't have cable, but I think the conversation started because we have Disney Plus now, and I was like, oh well, what's on Disney Plus? It's all these Pixar movies. And then I was like, well, dude, have you ever seen any of these? And he's like, no. I was like, huh. That's really fascinating. I didn't know that about you. Mm. I mean, I knew that he wasn't a Disney fan. Like he's right. not. He's not into it. That's not his vibe. I get it. But you haven't seen Toy Story. That's bonkers. You haven't seen Finding Nemo. That's seriously strange. You haven't seen Up. What? So nothing. Nothing. Nada. Okay. So the question that because so you are you gonna are you gonna introduce him to Pixar? Is that sort of our goal? Is to find him his first Pixar experience? Well, that is why we have come here together this mm. afternoon. Is because I don't know which Pixar movie he should see first. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, six five one six four one. 1071, what Pixar movie should Holly show her husband first? Um, I have a very definite opinion. Yeah, because I don't want him to be bored by it. All right. So right. I the, the kid leaning Pixar movies, probably not. Yeah. Uh, because he's a full fledged adult. Yeah, he's a he's a dude. He's, he's a been guy. adulting for a long time. Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons why he hasn't seen yeah. any of these movies, because he's just been an adult. Right. For a while. Right. Um, okay. 
So 651-641-1071, which Pixar movie do you think Holly should bring home uh, and show to her husband for his first Pixar experience? Um, I, like I said, I have a very definite opinion. Great. Do you want to know what it is? Absolutely. Wally. I think Wally is, and I'll explain it to you while you grab the phone, 651-641-1071. Wally, even though it's a kid's movie, and for those of you who haven't seen Wally, I'll give you like the thumbnail sketch of it is um, these robots in kind of a post-apocalyptic time after humans had to be sent into space because the world Earth is in such disarray. Um, and it and it sort of tells the story of of that uh of that sort of scenario. What's unique about Wally is first of all, it deals with some themes that are very real and present so that adults can engage with it in a certain way. But also there's no talking in the movie Wally for about the first half of the movie. There's literally no dialogue between these robots and um it is just a beautifully done movie and it just it, it doesn't skew so juvenile like it feels like there are again adult themes that are easy to understand and digest that feel very present in the conversation right now that's why I'm here for Wally. That was a beautiful case, Colin. Thank you. Beautiful case for Wally. Let's go to the phones. We've got Lynn on the line. Hi, Lynn. Lynn, what Pixar movie should Holly bring home and show to her husband? Well, I have a question first. Is he sentimental or is he, you know, a nostalgic type? No. <laughs> I can say that firmly. <laughs> no, no, Lynn. <laughs> okay. So then I was going to say up. Yeah. But that might be too sappy for his liking. So then I'm going to go with um, Toy Story or Monsters, Inc. Okay, oh, great. Monsters, Inc. is so good, too. The first the first two. So, Lynn, what about Monsters, Inc., do you think, and Toy Story, both those movies, would be a great starting off point for Pixar? Um, well, Toy Story, I guess, would be the one I would say first. Um, just because everybody's had toys and everybody grows up and goes off, you know, in a yeah. way. And um, just that everybody could relate to that story and it's well done and it's fun and um you know a little bit of romance between you know the the cowgirl and the cowboy yeah yeah <laughs> we like it i think that's my that's my vote thank you right, lynn. Thanks, lynn okay so lynn is lynn is uh saying toy story would be a really good one up is too sentimental for mm-hmm. him so we won't go that direction yeah Let's go to uh, Ben. Hi, Ben. Ben, what Pixar movie should Holly bring home to show to her husband who's never seen a Pixar movie? First and foremost, I'm like, what? I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, your feelings were exactly Holly's reaction. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Okay, so I also think Monsters, Inc. is like a really good place to start because I think the first and second go really well together and Mm -hmm. it's not super childy and kind of silly and fun. So it kind of gets the whole idea without getting too emotional. Okay. All right. Monsters Inc. I, you know what? I agree. With, and there's like some really funny moments that, again, and this is what Pixar does well. Thank you, Ben, by the way. Um, what Pixar does well is it melds that adult sense of humor, but not in like a gross way. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things in Monsters Inc. that the 
adults pick up on that kids don't. So it's a fully different movie when an adult watches it. So it gets the essence of Pixar. It does. Because he hasn't seen any of these before. Right. So it does. You you get the playful piece that is really directed toward the children, but there's something there for an adult, too. Mm -hmm. I I don't disagree with that. I'm still saying Wally. I have not changed my mind yet. Let's go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie, what Pixar movie should Holly bring home for her husband to see? I also, my vote is for um, Toy Story. I think that just all the actors we know, and Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, and that guy from Cheers that I can never remember his name, he plays the pig. John, what is it, John? What's his name? John Katzenberg. John Katzenberg, yeah. Yes, he plays, does the voice for the pig, and there's just a lot of adult humor in it mm-hmm. that he would get that we he would find um, not too kiddish but yet it still has that sentimental side of it plus there's like a two or three and a four like if he likes the first you can just keep him on going with all the with all the sequels you make a good <laughs> totally, point totally, thank totally you katie. katie um and let's just quickly let michael have the final word hi michael michael what pixar movie should holly show her husband oh gotta put him up there. i want to go with Clark. i mean he's a guy He's got race cars. I mean, what more can you ask for on that? And there's three movies to it. Right? Oh, yeah. And also, thank you, Michael. That was going to be my second one, only because he probably in the 80s saw Doc Hollywood, and that's essentially what Cars is. You're totally right. Yeah. It is is the Pixar retelling of Doc Hollywood. But with cars. With cars. With cars. So, you know, that's another option, but I'm still going to say Wally. Now, I want to draw your attention to a tweet from our friend Panda, who has the memory of the show. She said, I mean, he hadn't had Olive Garden until Holly took him there. So I guess nothing he does surprises me anymore. Ha ha. Holly, he had not gone to Olive Garden. You took him to Olive Garden. You live tweeted the experience. Can we have a redo of that? But with the first Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. We're going to I'm going to Instagram story. His first Pixar movie ever. I can't wait. Because it was true up until about two years ago. He had never been to the Olive Garden ever in his life. That is a problem. And I'm going to tell you that he's not, he's of an age where you would have at least like accidentally found yourself in an Olive Garden. You yeah. Would have, like, oops, I tripped over a breadstick. Yeah. You, and I ended up <laughs> with the bottomless salad bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I had to actually coach him on how to order at what? Olive Garden. And then the thing that he picked, I was like, ooh, honey. I know. I remember I was this. like, why did, you, why did you pick that? I, I was like, you don't go to Olive Garden and order that. You did it wrong. You did it wrong. All right. So this is, this is what we're going to do over the, over the weekend. I'm going to Instagram. Oh, I cannot wait. This is going to be in my Instagram stories. Okay. Have you decided yet for sure which movie you're going to do? You know, I think, Colleen, I think that I am going to go... With your suggestion and do Wally. Okay. Because I think that's the movie that will resonate with him the most. Oh, I'm excited. I agree with you. That's what I, I when I thought yeah. of it, I thought your husband would be perfect. That would be the movie for him. Because I don't want him to be turned off completely. Right. And I don't want him to be taking a nap. Yes. I want him to actually like the movie. And so be that engaged. And so that he'll watch more. I because, agree. Because this is the thing. All these Pixar movies and Disney movies, I have to watch by myself mm-hmm. and then I, I have to go into the other room and I do that. Okay, here's what I'm really excited about. We've been talking about movies and we're going to talk more about movies and first, hopefully, we will get Paul's suggestion from Paul's trip to the movies about which Pixar movie you he thinks you should show to your husband and then we'll hear what's in theaters or what's streaming 
After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies joins us every Friday to tell us what we should be watching on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are here with you. Yes. And Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is joining us. Hi, Paul. Hello, it's great to be here. Pixar talk. Okay, I know that this is right up your alley, and I bet you could not believe that Holly's husband has never seen a Pixar movie. (laughs) Never. I mean, honestly, where do we even begin? Well, that is the question, Paul. So (laughs) what would your suggestion be for the first movie, Pixar movie, that Holly shows her husband? Well, knowing, I mean, I don't know your husband, Chip, very well, but just kind of what I think he would appreciate. I would have to go Wally because that was kind of when Pixar changed in a way of making animated films that weren't just for kids, but ones that had this elevated adult element to it. Yes. And it is stunning in animation, it's storytelling, and what it accomplishes is beyond, I think, what people had expected from Pixar. So if if Chip doesn't want to go the toy route or an overly sentimental up route. And I would have also thrown Inside Out in there. But again, that's a really heady, emotional yeah. film. Um, if he wants, you know, like, a Wally has, like, an, an intellectual feel to it that I think Chip would respond and, to. And a social you know, commentary, that, yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I think good. that we've settled it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Now let's You're live, now let's live in the now. Yeah. Um, there's a yeah. movie that's uh, um, that is available on Hulu, but also in theaters called Summer of Soul. Yes, this is a new documentary from Questlove, uh, who's the band leader for The Roots and The Tonight Show. And what he does has unpacked all of this footage of the Harlem Cultural Festival from 1969 that has essentially laid it dormant over the years and is really showing people it for the first time. You're thinking, well, I've never heard of that. Well, that is the point of this documentary. This was a festival that was as big, if not bigger, than Woodstock. It happened the same summer as Woodstock, yet everyone talks about Woodstock, and people forget that this was a music festival that had the likes of Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Gladys and the Pips, Flying the Family Stone, and it brought the black community of Harlem together at this time where there was such great divide. And we are seeing what that time was like for the black community, what this music was in response to, and is a celebration of all of that, and a reminder about the erasure of black culture and history. Is this one of Questlove's first um, sort of forays into this type of filmmaking? Yeah, I believe so. You know, and It's stunning. Like, you know, I think what people are liking out of this documentary is it's a celebration of music. Like, you get to see so many of these performances um, throughout the documentary, and you want to kind of get up and dance. You know, you're seeing seeing Stevie Wonder and Spine to Family Stone, and then he's bringing people that were there to then watch this footage. You're seeing Gladys Knight watch this footage. You're seeing uh, members of the Fifth Dimension watch it and kind of give these anecdotes about... What was behind this? How did the Fifth Dimension see the musical hair and then go to record that music? Or, you know, you see why Nina Simone was such a pivotal voice at the time. And Mavis mm. Staples, you know, hear her voice talk about how she saw a sea of black people just having fun and rejoicing and listening and responding to the music that was being performed. Very cool. This cool. is right up Questlove's alley, too. Yeah. And, you know, you... 
you then have to think like, well, why was this erased? Why has this footage just been sitting in boxes all these years? Well, and and I don't, do you get it? Do you get a history of that of why that is and yes. how Questlove got his hands on it? I can't remember exactly if you find out how Questlove got his hands on it per se, but you you just remember that that has happened over time. Like mm-hmm. it's not even just this festival, but so much about Black history and culture gets erased because people don't want to talk about it. And you're seeing how what was happening at the civil unrest. You know, it comes at the wake after the assassination of JFK. Robert F. Kennedy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., this kind of civil rights era leading into the Vietnam War and how that was really dividing people. And this guy just wanted to put on a festival to bring people together. You know, like that is what was so powerful about this and how the music of the time was inspired by and a response to rage and fear and pain and freedom and all of that. And you remember and you think about how today people are like, I just want artists in Hollywood to stay out of politics. We hear that a lot, but it's like, no, all of our culture and our arts is driven from what is going on mm. in our lives, mm-hmm. you know? And it has been forever. Like, this isn't a new concept. Yeah. How many ticket stubs for uh, Summer of Soul? Here we go. Five out of five ticket stubs wow. for Summer of Soul or when the revolution could not be televised. If you can see it in a theater, go see it in a theater because you want that live you want that big screen you want that sound to hear this music and see the documentary and if not if you just can't make that happen you can watch it at at home on hulu that's 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 how i ended up watching it holly have you seen it yet because you talked last week about wanting to see it yeah i i want to see summer of soul i haven't watched it yet if I get into the theater, great. Hulu will work as well. But uh, yep. that is on the agenda. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking yep. that's going to be on the agenda at my house, too. Yeah. Um, oh, Paul, I know you and your husband will love it. Too. Oh, because we love the music. Well, I oh, you, you literally have yes. 20 seconds to tell us about Black oh. Widow. Black Widow. This is the swan song for Charles Johansson as his character, Black Widow. It's a fantastic movie. It's about family. It's about, the, you know, it's two women that are kicking butt with intelligence and strength and fearlessness. It's unlike other superhero movies out there, and it's fantastic. And In theaters or on Disney Plus, premiere access. And how many ticket stubs? Four to five for Black Widow. Awesome. Nice. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having Everybody, me. check Paul out on all of his social media platforms. Just search up Paul's Trip to the Movies, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. He's everywhere. You can find him there and get his recommendations there and on Twin Cities Live. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, not here. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Oh, yeah. And we have uh, some friends to tell you about. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present. CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. Oh, it sure does. Uh, Crazy Stupid Idiots. They're to your right, they're to your left, and hopefully when you look in the mirror, there isn't one locking eyes with you. (laughs) Oftentimes we find them in the state of... Florida. Sometimes other places. Like... Where are we going first? Arkansas. We're going to Arkansas. Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... Listen, I have gotten to know a little service called DoorDash over the last 
year plus. I think you're not alone in that, right? A lot Um, of people. I would like to say a hearty thank you to all the door dashers who have uh, picked up food and brought that food to our mouths over the past year when we weren't so much doing the restaurant thing and keeping the restaurant industry uh, popping, as it were, Mm -hmm. as best they could. Well, this crazy, stupid idiot is a DoorDash driver from Arkansas. Because in order to be a DoorDash driver, it's important that you are in good standing as a driver. One would think that was a prerequisite. One would think as well. For the position. Well, 22-year-old Justin Gist was bringing somebody their food last Wednesday in Jonesboro, Arkansas, when he got pulled over. I appreciate the fact that he was trying to get the hot and fresh food to the person hot and fresh, uh, only he was speeding and he got pulled over. So then the hot and freshness of the food is now in question. It is a little bit in question, but I'm going to tell you there's a happy ending to the story and not in that way. So um, Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. It is crazy, stupid <laughs> idiots. True, you never know. Uh, he did not have insurance, nor did he have a valid driver's license when he was pulled over. Oh, honey. How did he even get a DoorDash gig? I have a questions as well, Holly. Aww. I have questions as well. Turned out, though, he also had an outstanding warrant for missing court. So he got arrested. Now, I wonder if you're wondering, but what about the food? Yeah. What about the food, Colleen? I have multiple scenarios playing out in my head about mm-hmm. what happened to the food. Well, I remember I told you there was a happy ending. The cops took his food order and delivered delivered it to the family that was waiting for their food. Aww, Isn't that so awesome? Nice. But then also imagine this. You're expecting your DoorDash delivery and then you hear Police Oh, I wouldn't have answered the door. Exactly. I mean, I would have just been like, what are you talking about? I'm not, I didn't order any food. Food? What? No, what? They, uh, they did at first think that they had done something wrong, and then they realized kind of what was going on. Um, there is body cam footage of the, the police officer delivering the food. Um, anyway, it, her name was Sherry. She got her food, Yay! and all is well. Except for for Justin Gist, who is no longer allowed to drive for DoorDash, and he also is in big trouble with the long arm of the law. I like when CSI stories have a happy ending. I know. Ending. I wish they all did, but and not sorry. in that way. Yeah, exactly. And like not I in said, that way. And not in the way you're thinking. Um, we could go to Pennsylvania. Okay, i I'd like to go to Pennsylvania. I've only been there once. It was lovely. I have I. I don't think so. Mm. I think I've never been to Pennsylvania. And I, and I have never been to Kiskey Township. Oh, I don't think I've been there. Um, where there was a criminal complaint happening in Kiskey Township uh, that include a pi- included a pile of rubbish mm. that had tires, roofing shingles, and other items that were prohibited from being burned, and they were burned. Ooh, okay. Somebody decided to do that. And boy, you can smell that from miles away. Yeah, stinky. There are mm-hmm. reasons why we don't burn those things. Yeah. I don't have them off the top of my head, but I know they're probably bad for the environment, and it smells. Yes. Well, so there was a criminal complaint about that, and the person who was burning them com- became combative when a police officer tried to stop him from burning the items. Uh, this person, Lyle Russ, 
became combative with the police officer when the officer tried to stop Lyle from burning these items. Now, this is, again, this is one of those things where you're like, well, okay, so this guy was being a CSI, not even CSI worthy. He was just burning these things and he right. wouldn't stop. And he was being rude about That's it. That's kind of garden variety. Yeah. Well, it's what this person was that makes him a crazy, stupid idiot for doing this in the first place. Hmm. It's what he was. Yeah, Uh, what he was. Like, mm -hmm. why? This person knew better. Yeah, This person knew better. Okay. So he was a, he had to have been a firefighter. Yeah, totally was a firefighter. He totally knew better. This guy, Lyle, was a firefighter, and he was burning tires and roofing shingles and other things. He probably thought he was really good at it. And it became really cranky Uh. when the police officer called him out on it. Uh-uh. He also accessed a fire hydrant for personal use without permission. Ooh. He was like, look, I'm I'm the fire guy. I know what I'm doing. But <laughs> I'm except big you, fire guy. <laughs> except uh, except you, you knew what you were doing and you knew what it was wrong. Yeah. Shame on you. And uh, he was arrested and charges were filed against Lyle, I wonder, including resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. I wonder if he's still working for the fire department. Something tells me. That he's at least under review. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. Oof. Yeah. You know better. Uh, you know better. When you know better, you do better. That's what Maya Angelou said. It's true. Oprah said it too. Yeah. She said it after Maya said it. <laughs> Anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here because we're taking a trip to India. Oh, great. You've been there, Holly. I have been there. Then maybe you know. I haven't been to Pennsylvania, but yes, but I have, have spent an extended amount of time in India. Yeah. <laughs> well, India, in India, um, apparently it is illegal to buy or make alcohol in certain areas. And we are dealing with one such area. We are on a farm in an area of India where it is uh, illegal to make, buy, sell, or transport alcohol. Now, we've been through this here in the history of the great United States of America. That's when a little thing called uh, moonshine and or bathtub gin showed up on the scene. Oh, yes, during Prohibition. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, these three farmers in India, they got the memo about how to make some of that stuff on their own. And they were doing such a thing. Making some moonshine. Making the moonshine. But they had to find a way to hide it because it's highly illegal and you can get in very much trouble in this area uh, when this happens. So what they did that they thought was genius is they hid a hundred bottles or more of hooch in the trough that the buffaloes on the farm drank from. So they sort of lined the trough with these bottles, sealed bottles of booze, and then they put the water on top of it, and they were like, nobody will be the wiser. Oh, no. Until uh-huh, uh-huh. some of them broke. Uh-huh. And guess what happened to the buffaloes? Oh, the buffaloes got drunk. Drunk oh, buffaloes. no. Drunk buffaloes. <laughs> so the buffaloes oh. are ambling around now oh. on their farm. Some of them are like foaming at the mouth. They're acting weird. And so the guys are like, what's wrong with the buffaloes? So they call their vet, beep, boop, bop, boop, beep, and they're like, can you please make a house call? Our buffaloes are acting weird. They must have gotten into something. It's it's oh, yeah, not that, good. That's really concerning because, you know, this part of our livelihood. And yes. also, I imagine I'm making up a story that they, ha- they like, left the buffaloes. Yes. Well, the vet showed up, and the vet did a full exam and discovered that those were some drunk buffaloes. <laughs> 
Um, I oh. don't know. I I don't. Oh, I know. Okay, so this is how it happened. Like the she observed or he whatever the vet observed the buffaloes acting bonkers and frothing at the mouth, oh. and um was trying to figure out like what they'd gotten into that was in common. Right. And so the vet tested the water that they were drinking and realized. Oh, there's booze in there. Oh, that's a little hooch. That's trough. a cocktail. That's a that's a a buffalo cocktail. Ooh. So the vet was like, "No, this is not cool." The vet was super not chill about it and reported them to the police. Mm-hmm. The police raided the farm on Monday, and all three farmers were arrested. I do not know what the punishments they are facing will be, but I do know that those buffaloes have sobered up. They've got little headaches. Yeah, they probably had some McDonald's because you got to throw some grease at a hangover. Oh yeah, and McDonald's in India delivers. So, Ooh, which it kind of does here better. now. Yeah, took a while for the United States to catch up, but yeah. Why is it that like fast food in every other country has got it locked down? They have the best food, and they get like all the cool perks like delivery. Oh yeah, you come can on. Get, you can get the Big Mac in India with a veggie patty on it. Oh. So that is like it's delicious next like, level. So I bet those uh, buffalo were eating good, taking a nap, yeah. taking it easy. Yep. You know, I, you know, some, one of them may have gotten a little irpy, but that's okay. You just you just rest it off. Yeah, you just got to mm-hmm. sleep it off. Sleep, sleep it, it off. off. Hopefully they made the room very dark for those buffaloes because, you know, and like if the room is spinning, that can be scary. So the good thing they had friends. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. those party buffaloes, uh, they're doing okay now, but their farmer owners are not. They're mm-hmm. in the clink and they're going to be um, doing some time. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, let's see if Grant and I can lose another throwback live. Yeah. We're going to play that game after this on My Talk 1071.